You're on mornings. My name's Maya Billick. It's just shy of 10. And when I say it's just shy, it's actually a quarter past. And we are... I say we because I've got some people with me. Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies. Joining me in the studio for movies, movies, movies is Jen and Andre. Hello. Oh, I've forgotten how to use a mic. Am I close enough? Oh my god! This has <laughs> two mockers, two mockers. Hello. Desk tapping. Oh, you missed it. <sighs> I love it. I'm so glad. Teeth tapping. <laughs> Can anyone hear that? My fangs. Jen, Andre, welcome. Hello. What's a quick little teaser for today before I go into a little bit of movie news? Well, Jen and I were originally going to review two films by a cinephile, and then we're like, the FBI audience doesn't want that. So we decided to pick an A24 film and SNL. So we're going to be talking about them hot biddies later on. And we're going to talk about our dear chum, Enoch Melangis. Happy birthday. The new show, which is going into production for iView. But I just want to say happy Labor Day, everyone. Last year we were like, what is this public holiday? But today we're celebrating. Yeah. We're celebrating <laughs> the eight-hour day work day, eight hour work day, which as job seekers we don't experience. Um, but you know what we're not celebrating? We're not celebrating me having to sit through a whole Wes Anderson trailer for The French Dispatch. That was And horrible. we're going to talk about that in movie news. Dendi, that was twice in a row for two films. And please stop making me watch Wes Anderson trailers. Oh, no. Oh, no. We are going to go to some movie news before I let this... Get any further. Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't That's care gossip. About <laughs> Movie news. That's gossip. You cheeky buggers talk through all of that. <laughs> <laughs> good to know, good to know. It's been a couple of months, we're rusty on the mics, but you know what's not rusty? The child rearing? Is that what it's called when you hold child? You're pro-babies in 2020, I'm seeing. I'm pro-babies in 2020. Yeah, yeah I think maybe me too. Who's had, a tr- who's had a child in 2020 that's fame, apart from Rooney Mara and Joaquin Phoenix? I don't know, but I mean, the news is that they called it River. So the child the child arrived. The child was born. <laughs> a child was born. <laughs> a child was born and then Oh, named you know it. who had a baby? Mariah Carey, her book. Right, um, exactly. Oh, definitely. But what I would say is that... This is kind of like a full circle moment because River Phoenix died in 1993. That's the news. Rini Mara and Joaquin Phoenix have named their child River Phoenix, which is a shout out to the late River Phoenix. And the other thing that came out in 1993 was Hocus Pocus, which was actually the number two film in America last year behind Tenet. The film starring Bette Midler, SJP and Kathy Najimy was about like playing resurrected witches. Uh, making everyone dance, which reminded me of that Jonathan Glazer, Mika Levy film that came out earlier this year, Strasbourg 1518, about that plague where everyone couldn't stop dancing, um, is raking it in in New Salem, Andre. Mm-hmm. But in other cinema milestone news, John Peel and a bunch of other filmmakers, that's what we... Uh, Should we link them all? Greta Gerwig, no, Pedro no. Almodovar, <laughs> Sofia Coppola, Alfonso oh Cuaron, Luca Guadagnino, Barry Jenkins, Miranda July, Richard Linklater, Seth Rogen... Jenny, this isn't okay. junkie, we're not writing a listicle. They have all come together to announce that cinemas may die 
Oh, thanks. Thanks, Hollywood. Let me just say that cinemas have been dying since uh, Todd Phillips happened. None of those filmmakers we listed have taken any responsibility for the kitsch posters and trailers we've been subjected to, and I'm looking at the French Dispatch. And none of them have shot a feature film on an iPhone, so honestly, cinemas deserve to die, in my I opinion. I noticed that Steven Soderbergh isn't on that list. Let me just check that list again. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of lamos. In other news, Jen... Yeah, I mean, contributing to cinema trouble as well is The Sexiest Man Alive, Sasha Baron Cohen, who has gone and shot and filmed and edited and screen-tested Borat 2 during the pandemic. Mm. You're losing it, Maya. I can't believe it. Mm. But then he's just going to let it die at Amazon Prime like every other successful comedian Mm. who used to be groundbreaking. I don't know why he's landing it there, but that's fine. I mean, it's going to come out. We're going to get to see it. That's exciting, I guess. As they say in the industry, Amazon Prime is where films go to die. That's what they say in the industry. It is, yeah, because Amazon has a huge stake in film festivals and they go and swipe up indie films and then they don't run Oscar campaigns for them, so they go and die. I'm literally always on Wikipedia, like, where, like, this film has every person I like in it, aka Julianne Moore. Where, why didn't I see it? Mm. And it's Amazon because Prime. Amazon Prime bought it and didn't know what to do with it. They bury films, they catch and kill, that's what they do. Which is what's going to happen to Anne Hathaway's new film. Don't, I'm sorry, movie news is not over. <laughs> 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 she has signed on to do a pandemic rom-com heist movie with the director of Born Identity. Please text in. Is this something... Like, how does Anne Hathaway make so many bad career moves and still have a career? And yet, how do I relate to her so much? I thought you were going to bring up The Witches. Which, I mean, I'm sorry, but Angelica Houston is... I'm ready for her tweets about this. I'm ready for her tweets about this. If we get Jen on The Witches, we will be here until 11.15. We are not talking The Witches on this Monday <laughs> the morning. The best opening scene of all time, I think. <laughs> if you say Nicholas Rogue once this morning, I swear to God. Don't get me started about that title sequence. Look at them. It's like they've never left. <laughs> and on that, we're going to go into a little bit of the Buckeye Peas. Because it's Labor Day, so it's Labor Day. It's a holiday right here from Ella Funk. You're on FBI. Let us know what you're thinking about the movie news so far. The barrage of different uh, happenings in film has like, reinvigorated me this morning. So hit us up on 0409 945 945. The monster June, crank the volume, make the bass go boom. Wild out like we some wild bad bones. We go bananas to the tune. I wanna throw bows, give me elbow room. When I'm out my cocoon, I'm ready to consume. Let's hit the saloon, cause it's a holiday. Party as a celebration. And that's the way we do it. We get a little loopy off the ignorant fluid. And act a little stupid just in case you didn't do it. That's just how we do it. Don't ask why we do it. That's just the way it be. Loving double D's up at the AD. When I'm partying Hollywood VIP. I don't understand that's T-O-P. Cause we don't take forever and get down together. We don't stop, no, and we don't quit. Let's get it going cause you know we gon' celebrate. Cause it's a holiday. I don't work today. All the next three days. So Serving up heat rocks on a hot plate like that, y'all. We on a festive date. Make it go ape and raise your heart rate. We gon' stay out late. Party till the morning and wake up late. We do it till the day break. Go on and on and then on and on and. Dance to my rhyme. I can holler, I can palace, death to your blind. 
your mind, baby. Take you to the mall for your behind, baby. Take a sip of moment just for time, baby. Cock me back and choke my nine, baby. We don't stop, girl, we don't quit. No, we don't quit. No, we don't quit. Some fly mama, so pack your pajamas, but don't bring the drama. But you could bring your melody. I'll plug in my mic and sing my harmony. For how many times we gonna hit it? How many times we gonna split it? How many times you gonna get it? Or else you are gonna wanna come sober. You're gonna have to wanna. Cause I'm the alligator champ, driving a train, driving a train. Or you could call your friend and I'll switch my lane and get buddy buddy with your friend Mary Jane. She really blows my brain. She really blows my brain. Black-eyed peas, a little piece of elephant for you. It's Labor Day, it's a holiday, and it is Labor Day. We're on Movies, Movies, Movies here on Mornings. My name's Maya Billick. I'm joined by Jen and Andre. Uh, big ups to the person on 0409-945-945 for, I guess, calling Jen and Andre out for saying that they put Miranda July on the same list as Seth Rogen and calling it sacrilege. Honor to be called out, <laughs> and she also put herself in that list. As I said off air, if you write a novel before making a film, you're in the lamer list. <laughs> oh, and on that, we are going into take two. Take two. Now, first um, up, is that we... what the sting sounds like? <laughs> totally forgot. It's been a while. <laughs> first up, all right, Andre, give us a little quick teaser before we go all in. Reviewing SNL, which has just made a comeback, uh, Megan Thee Stallion and Chris Rock uh, hosted. Oh my. Here we go. Amazing. <laughs> People just played, someone just played the moment she was singing Savage. I love that for a little teaser. Anyway, that was SNL, that was Megan Stallion performing 
Jen and I had the it's Megan yogurt yogurt. Did I say Megan just then? You said or? Megan after a whole discussion about Megan well, or Megan. I was nervous, <laughs> but let me just say. As we all know, SNL in one go can be a bit of a weird 90 minutes. But Jenna and I watched the playlisted sketches last night, and it was a truly capital C comeback. It was divine. I couldn't actually believe how much they were smashing every single sketch from Chloe Feynman wearing a hat pretending to be Drew Barrymore, Bowen Yang coming on and just like ripping out zingers left, right, and center. I mean, we can update for the first time, it had my attention. And then it all came down to the stunt double sketch <laughs> with AD Bryant and Kate McKinnon playing age old, big ass farting stunt doubles. I don't know if the SNL that we watched last night was so enjoyable because it was objectively good or because I was so surprised at how tight and concise and punchy it was because I very rarely watch a full SNL and in fragmented chunks, it's slayed. Oh, I need to mention also that M- Megan? Megan. Megan killed it. Two songs, uh, black and white backdrops, uh, a call to action for BLM, uh, and a disappointing little inclusion of Young Thug that we can forget about. But apart <laughs> from that, killer show. Jenny, uh, what was your favourite sketch? Oh, I forgot to mention Marmala Harris coming in. <laughs> Maya Rudolph, uh, calming down the boys' party. Oh, Nicole, honestly. Oh. I've just absolutely loved this episode and seeing your reaction to it. Honestly, mm. it's been a long time coming. Mm. Uh, I just wanted to know what baggage you brought into season 46 with everything else going on in the world, uh, with Trump, with COVID. How did you feel sitting down and, like, using a VPN and watching YouTube in well, quick form? Uh, I mean, TBH, I was really holding out for a piss take of Gal Gadot. That's what brings me back to SNL every time. But what baggage did I bring in? I was a bit scarred by all the Insta-Live uh, SNL episodes that we had to sit through because I found them, they reminded me of the chaos outside. But mm. coming back to the studio, seeing them in full swing, actually enjoying a Chris, a Chris Rock monologue, it kind of brought me a bit of hope and a bit of joy. But how about you? I guess I loved seeing Jim Carrey as Joe Biden pause Alec Baldwin as Trump. Oh, yeah. Because it really showed me the craft that Alec Baldwin has. Like, he can really pause and stay paused, you know? It felt very drama. Also, pausing Jim Carrey pausing Alec Baldwin live felt very Eternal Sunshine meets Count Olaf in that his facial expressions were on fire and they were controlling time on live TV. Meets switch, meets click. Meets switch, meets click. But yes, um, I mean, oh I, I guess I'm just surprised at how good it was but let me just say SNL has still got it damn well on that we are going to go into some music we'll come back with Jen's review on two takes so don't go anywhere there is a language warning here it's Flo Millie like that bitch Flo Millie with like that bitch from Ho why is you here brilliant record if you haven't checked it out we are on movies 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 Andre just delivered a sterling review of Megan the Stallion at SNL. And now it is Jen's turn. Give us a little teaser. I'm doing Last Black Man in San Francisco, which was a bit of a festival favourite earlier in the year, so I feel like a lot of people have uh, already watched it illegally, but it's now out in cinemas. Amazing. All right, here is a little piece that we are going to hear. I always come back to the old house. What if it's empty? What if we just peeked inside? We could throw parties. You can put on one of your plays. We can yell. Oh my. All right, Jen, give us your take. 
So A24's Last Black Man in San Francisco is a bit of a matinee session, I would say, from ATYP with an Amazon budget and i got to say a bit of a Jonah Hill sensibility. I can't stop thinking about that meme where it's like Jonah Hill saying, I'll only ever shoot on film and someone's just put nobody cares over it. Um, it, it. It has like guaranteed indie wire buzz as its baggage and it's about the kind of straight on gay friendship that fags only get in like their sunrise years and like romanticised for the rest of their lives filled with delusion and squatting in houses and playwriting. Joe Talbot is the director. He made the film for, about, and starring his best friend, Jimmy Fails, who's just skating around San Francisco, which is honestly the most terrifying part of this film. It's got more drama and tension in it than any of the interpersonal stuff in Those it Those steep me. hills and roads? Those steep hills. How do the trams get up it? I don't know. How I would never skateboard in San Fran. That would be You'd too be much. You'd be so fit on a bike mm-hmm. there. Oh, God, yes. Um, but for me, the film is kind of the top of the brain, bottom of the heart stuff you're dreaming of when you're making a dramatic, not like the other queers Spotify playlist for yourself, where every song is like a new scene from your life. And when I torrented it back in Adelaide at the start of the pandemic, that was exactly where I was at. And I just wanted like romanticize day to day moments. But now with the like clusterfuck that is the world, not that it wasn't earlier in the year, it was a bit too hand out of the window to get me into the cinema, I think. And I think... I'd watch it if they were screaming like a homoerotic YouTube compilation, kind of like those Ron and Harry ones that they used to do. And I don't know, what are you looking for in a film about friends made by the under-30s? I kind of feel like there's this trend where closeted, straight cine bros are always making like homoerotic films. I mean, we saw The Lighthouse earlier this year, one of my favourite films. And I just think, honestly, when's A24 going to give us a real gay movie? You know, none of this Moonlight shit. Oh, there, you heard it here first. Jen, please help me out here, I'm now nervous. So <laughs> what I'm looking for is... All the gays love A24 because it's restrained and they're too embarrassed to admit that they just watch porn constantly. And all the straights love it too. And I just think that we need to branch away from the polite craft of A24. I think the story is really beautiful and like you said, Last Black Man in San Fran has a really interesting setup. It's about a guy who's trying to restore a house that he believes belongs to his family and it's full of skateboarding and poetry yeah. but I just think that the way it's framed and the viewpoint and the perspective is just very clean and polite. I just want something that's a bit more like challenging, challenging the craft. It's by people who read literature and shoot film photos on Pentax to put them on Instagram. It's about people who chase Sundance, like you and I, and it's just getting a bit tedious. I so. know, but that's alright, that's alright. I, I Honestly, I really loved it earlier in the year, and I think a lot of people will find a lot to get out of it. It's beautiful state of hand. We got a cute text before, didn't we? Can we read that text? Yeah. It was about we did. Miranda the Stallion. And... Miranda the Stallion. Ooh. Um, shout out Steph on the text line. How dare you besmirch the good name of July. Meet me in the BWS parking lot tonight. Brimit Tower, we're about to throw it down. Andre has some words. Yeah, Steph, uh, come with me to come see Kajillion there. I got a ticket to a press screening this Thursday, 10am, 15th of Oc. Or maybe it's in two weeks. Uh, Anyway, text me because uh, we got unfinished business. (laughs) And on that, we are going to go into something local on FBI. Bit of Rissa with Hold Up. You're on Mornings. Rissa with Hold Up out of Sydney. It's time for a little bit of spotlight. Spotlight. Now, Jen, Andre, I believe you have a special announcement for Spotlight today. We definitely do. Divorced wife of the show, Enoch Matangi, has finally... <laughs> that was not a Freudian slip, that was intentional. Has finally got to work, TBH, and got their show off the ground for iView. 100%. I mean, 
I feel like we're announcing this for maybe the third or fourth time, but that's what happens when you're a professional f We didn't know it was under embargo for four years, so <laughs> we're proud to announce that Dear Friend of the Show, Enoch Melanie's show, All My Friends Are Racist, is going into production. All My Friends Are Racist. I'm a bit like, uh, can you hire Jen to write for it? 100%. Champion of, like, mediocrity, which is something that we can relate to, has, I don't, what do you... I was mailing black mediocrity. <laughs> that is what Enoch says. 100%. That's, that's uh, if you go onto their agency, that's what you'll see as their bio. Uh, has written about the project, I hope this series shows the liberating power young queer people of colour can have when they decide to sleep in, start drama, and more importantly, stuff up whilst trying to figure out who they are. And apparently the show is about a burn book full of racist receipts. Uh, Whoa. Be careful what you say. Scary, scary, scary. Goes into production in November. It's starring Danny Minogue, our Wait, favourite has Minogue that been confirmed? sister. She's always been edgy than Kylie. How do you feel about Kylie's that, new videos? Has yeah. that been confirmed? Has Danny been confirmed? Yeah, Danny's confirmed. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if Cute. it's in the press release. Oh my God, embargoes. Oh my God, embargoes. Anyway, Can't hopefully it'll it. be out sometime. I am going to f- wait for Enoch to get back to my DMs because I have questions uh, and Enoch will come on the show and we'll open our book of receipts. Well, I'm excited. Congratulations, Enoch, if you're listening. This is huge news Literally. and a very special and important piece of, do I say film literature? 100%. This is canon. It is. Let me just mention as well, I hate to like spill the tea, but this was through a uh, pitching competition that was hosted through Afters that Enoch... Uh, Landed in this position. 100%. Shout out to Caius. Shout out to Caius, who's working on the show as well. Um, but I did ask you a question halfway through there that's completely different. How do you feel about Kylie's new videos? Kylie's new videos? It's so strange. What was I, what was I asking you about Kylie the other day? Oh, yeah. It was, um, I find that Kylie is reluctant to present herself as challenging the norm and challenging pop and challenging culture in the way that like so many artists are trying to challenge everything and create new new, 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 new unique ways of doing things. But Kylie doesn't. She's so happy just to be a family crowd pleaser. I just think she's showing that music videos are dead and her live videos are what to watch at the moment. Like her live on Jimmy Fallon on that 1980s tape. Mm. Hang oh on, hang God. on. Amazing. Hold, hold it. Slow down, slow down. Slow we down. gotta hold this for a formal review. I think we so. do. I think we do, yeah. Okay, Next future. week, Sophie Mueller, we're gonna take you down, okay? We're going to meet you in the BWS Enjoy your Labor Day, everyone. Big kisses. Mwah. Jen, Andre, thank you for popping by. <laughs> it's so nice to see you in the studio for the first time, I might add. In six months. It's been... Jen's breaking... No, like ever, the... since the show. This is our first time in the studio with you. Yes, it is a moment. But it is a real moment. Next week, Jen, uh, Borders, what's up with that? You're going to Adelaide. Uh... Anyway, look, not oh, confirmed. No, I'm not, not confirmed. confirmed. Oh my on. god, Can okay, this... jump in the gun. Hang the on, boom, hang boom, on. Let's have a meeting so... about this. Slow down. You can catch Movies, Movies, Movies wherever you get your podcasts from and you can listen back to today's show, last week's brilliant show where we recapped uh, wonderful filmmakers about w- catching their Come input. on, Maya. Name, <laughs> name drop. Come on. What did we do last week? <laughs> Sam Eklou. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and Chloe Corcoran. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Talking right. about... Uh, on the rocks with Sophia Coppola. Guys, this is all Just pointless. Steph, please. get in touch with me. Who we have to go that? see Miranda July's new film together. I cannot wait to hear your scathing review. All right, and on that, we are going to go into some surprise chef with deadlines. Thank you, Jen and Andre, again. That's it for movies, movies, movies. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.